Hey guys, Taylor here. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have the time, please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, and iTunes at Dr. Script. If you want to follow us on Twitter, that would be at Dr. Script Podcast, just Dr. Script Podcast. Every little thing for us goes a long way, so we really do appreciate those likes and follows. It really helps us grow and get bigger and bigger. Anyways, I won't bother you guys anymore. Enjoy today's episode, and thanks again for listening. and gentlemen welcome to the doctor script show where we talk about your favorite films what was good and what was bad and how we can improve them today we're talking about a very special topic and i'm very glad we have our expert on superheroes here dr saga this is no one's favorite movie i'm so mad i don't know man there's people on the internet into no. everything <laughs> <laughs> i'm so mad <sighs> okay saga what, what are we talking about today Today, we are... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are talking about X-Men Origins Wolverine, which just the name of that movie just makes me want to, like, just just take a massive shit. It's like, you know, it's like your ex-girlfriend, you know? Whenever you think about it, it just brings up bad memories. Only think about the worst times, never the best times. It makes you cry a little, and, you know, you just go into a dark little thing. Oh, my God. It's it's so bad. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Well, okay, so you uh, don't seem to be the biggest fan of this movie. Give me your just quick thoughts of this. Oh, my God. Okay, first off, why is there so much shouting in this movie? Oh my god, like, yeah, I get it. It's it's cool to have the shouty... Uh, I don't know. Like, if you want to yell no, at least do it a little, you know... It's like the Steve Carell meme where it's just like, loud noises, yeah. loud noises. Pretty much. There's just lots of shouting, lots of muscle, m- lots of muscle, lots of rage, lots of horrible ideas, and... Okay, yeah, this thing blows, and it clearly... <laughs> Clearly what happened after X-Men 3 is that they were like, okay, what do we do from here? Because we want to keep making X-Men movies because people are seeing them, but we don't know what to do now that we made a trilogy and effectively ended the storyline, so what now? And again, this was before the concept of cinematic universes exist, and it was more trilogies. And when a trilogy was over, you went back and did a prequel of some sort, so... That's kind of what they did, and I guess they decided to do this whole... This was a plan to do multiple X-Men Origins movies. Uh, Wolverine was the first one because they were like, okay, that's going to sell easy. They had two more. They had Storm and Magneto planned. Storm got Mm. scrapped entirely, and Magneto turned into X-Men First Class. So if there's any good that this movie did is that it gave us X-Men First Class. And really, I can't be too mad because that was kind of the... like. This movie didn't have a direction because the the franchise didn't really have a direction at the time. So I guess you can't really be too mad at that. But it's just it's I, so bad. I think you can really point to this movie as the start of all the continuity errors for the X-Men series. Oh, yeah. Because um, Sabretooth is in the first one, right? Okay, we're going to get to that so badly because <laughs> Sabretooth was established by the previous X-Men movies as just... Not his half-brother. Yeah. <laughs> all these things that they just decided a retcon, and uh, I'm so confused. 
it, it does throw everything into a loop where if you actually like do care about the really continuity stuff, it is like gets confusing. And the thing is, it doesn't get any better until we get into what's the one where they go back in time? Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, where they sort of reset it, and then from what I've heard, they messed it up again. Oh boy, we can talk about that some other yeah. time, but it's. So, I know, like, for the, you know, we try to see what this movie did good, but if I'm being honest, like, the movie is not good. (laughs) There are a few things, but for the summary on this one, I kind of just want to breeze through that and maybe just talk about the stupidest things and what's not working. And my hope for this one is to really kind of, I guess, redo this movie as if we... Like, let's say we're studio execs and we know that this is going to be the first part of a Wolverine trilogy. So we have this one, the Wolverine, and Logan. Mm -hmm. And all of Mm -hmm. those are cemented in the X-Men universe, but they're focusing on one character. And the overarching story is about the X-Men in general. So that's kind of what my hope for this one was. Yeah, definitely after watching this, we usually I don't like to just completely scrap everything, but after watching this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I'm going to do." And I text you, I'm like, I, I, "I'm at a, you know, words you cannot describe it." Yeah. And then you were like, "Same." <laughs> like I, I know people always like to bash on a certain movie that just just you know did some like Spider Man Three gets a lot of shit. Let's say that mm. and. Honestly, after rewatching all the Spider-Mans very recently, like last year recently, I think Spider-Man 3 is not the worst. I, I think it's... <laughs> I honestly think it's okay. So we can talk about that sometime, but like my point is, a lot of people just love to give Spider-Man 3 shit. And yeah, of course, there's like the Dancing Peter thing and everything. So this is one of those superhero movies that people love to point to as just the one that deserves shit. And, like, I tried to watch it again with an open mind and think, you know, maybe it's not that bad. It's actually just that bad. Like, I really just don't have a defense for this thing. Before we started, you mentioned that you watched it and then you just couldn't get through everything. Oh, at, no, what, I, at what point did you, like, walk out of the theater, you know? What, when, what time you were done from um, watching this? It was about the time where he, honestly, like, this is pretty late in the movie, but when they get to the gambit part... That's okay. when I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. This I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, we'll get to it, but like he, he makes, oh, I want revenge on Victor. And then Stryker does the thing. And then the plot, in a, in a bold move, the plot expands from that to I want revenge on Victor and Stryker now. Mm-hmm. And it's just all this... <sighs> No, honestly, I think... Oh, the, the part where he was fighting Blob, that's where I got over it. That's where oh, I was okay. like, I can't do it. The rest of the movie... I, I saw the Gambit scenes in, in like, the Cinema Sins video because I was like, you know what? Just give me the summary. I can't get through this anymore. <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> uh, I, I feel you on the Blob stuff, exactly. Yeah. The, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, Sagar, should we summarize this bad boy real, real quick? Uh, let's try. All right. So the opening of the film, we see young Jimmy, little Jimmy, getting tucked to bed by Hugh Jackman's stunt double, and he's sick. <laughs> Sabretooth is there as they're all young, you know, like six or seven maybe, and they hear a commotion downstairs. Which, again, I want to point out how stupid it is that Victor Creed is retconned into this. 
when you already established Victor Carita, Sabretooth in a previous X-Men movie and didn't really give him that much of a personality, which for the record is fine. You don't have to give Sabretooth that much of a personality or backstory, but the fact that you're trying to hear after you didn't, it's... Uh, okay, sorry, <laughs> keep going. So there's commotion downstairs. The father goes down to check it, and there's more of a rattle, a gunshot. And Logan goes down. Uh, he sees his father there on the ground, blood spilling. He's like, uh, uh, uh. And then Logan, or sorry, Jimmy, is like, it's all mad, and he stabs the guy with his claws that are just like bones at the time. And the guy's like, you don't understand. I'm your father. And then Jimmy's like, what? And then Sabretooth is like, we gotta go. And he's like, ah, okay. And then they make a little quick pack, like, we need to stay together for all these years. And then we have this, I actually enjoy this opening montage of the two of them going through different wars and, like, seeing how they interacted with them different places and sort of seeing Sabretooth's, like, slow dissension into, like, being a psychopath. But also, this is something that happened over, like, you know, a century, pretty much. Uh, whatever. Then, yeah, there's a lot of story to tell there, but I feel like they just montage it, which I'm not going to do when we get to the when we get to that part. So, so then they get caught because Sabretooth goes a little crazy on Vietnamese people, right? Something. Like uh, that. It is implied that Victor tries to rape a prisoner of war, uh, as many U.S. soldiers did, and was very bad and logan being being established as somewhat more of the empathetic one is like hey can't do that i i thought he was just trying to kill him but that does make it a lot worse that he's trying to rape them i I, I, I think that's what was i that's what i got as an implication i could be wrong but <laughs> I, I do know i mean we learn in history class that that did happen yeah, oh yeah definitely yeah. uh so then they get caught uh they tried to get sent to death but the bullets don't affect them and they're thrown in jail, and this is where Strecker comes in and is basically saying, like, be part of my team or just rot here. So they team up with Stryker, and is this the X-Force, technically, that they're with? Uh, I believe it was called Team X in the movie, but yeah, they tried to make it more of, like, an X. The thing is, they tried to—this was based off of, in the comics, Department K of the Canadian government, which in <coughs> turn is the Wep- Weapon X program— and this program was responsible for Sabretooth, Deadpool, Wolverine, etc. Okay. Yeah, so the, those guys are there. Then we have this Agent Zero, which is just like, he's not a mutant, right? He's just really good. He's like the Hawkeye of the group. Yeah. Where he's just good at shooting. A little over the top at times. Uh, we have Will I Am as... As Will I Am. That's, yeah. that's just, you know what, that's... That's who he was. Will I am as a mutant confirmed. That's that's exactly who he is. Yes, him and uh, JFK. Yep. And so uh, the, this other guy named Blob is there. Is his name Blob at this point? No, it's something else. Whatever. So they go into this place and kill a bunch of random guys who are working on diamonds. Striker goes up with them and basically is talking to the main guy, being like, "Hey, where'd you get this souvenir? And it's this uh, metal and uh, what's it called? It's vibranium. No, yeah. it's not. Basically. It's adamantium. Adamantium. Which, yeah, it's it's another uh, it's another comic MacGuffin that's used in Marvel a lot to be. It's more so obviously used in the X Men things, but it's implied that it's this indestructible metal. And in the comics, like yeah, even Thor has a hard time with it, and you know how badass Thor is. Anyway, mm-hmm. continue. I have to say real quick, it is funny watching Ryan Reynolds play as Deadpool in these scenes with, like, the two swords going oh, back and God, forth. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, 
he's going to make fun of these scenes soon, especially in the last Deadpool. And honestly, <laughs> it was fine. Like, he wasn't bad in these scenes. I don't think it was Ryan Reynolds' problem. No, no, it's just no. what they did with him after. But, like... I thought those I thought those were very Wade Wilson scenes. That's why, like, when they announced Ryan Reynolds is going to be Deadpool again, I was like, you know what? I'm fine with that. It seems like he's going to do a good job. Yeah, no, he did a good job with, like, the three lines he was given. Yeah, and, it's like... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is just... Like, I know... I know, like, I get too into the comic thing sometimes, but, like, it is preposterous that Wade Wilson's around in the 80s like this, just hanging out. Anyway... So anyways, they go to this other little small group of people that they originally find that metal from, and Stryker then starts impl- uh, telling Sabergers to kill people since they're not telling them where the metal is, and Wolverine stops it, saying, like, this is enough, I'm done with this, and he leaves the group. And then we see Logan six years later, right? Basically, at this point, the movie takes a giant-ass break to see him Canada it up with his, like, boring ass self and his like useless plot device of a girlfriend and it's just like why you were giving us the action and then you just flipped it on its side and again I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with all this but uh, yeah the whole thing look basically all right he has girlfriend girlfriend is nice end of story Victor comes over and is like hey I'm gonna kill your girlfriend and Logan's like, no, you killed my girlfriend. And then it just turns into a whole revenge plot. And then Stryker's like, hey, uh, Victor's killing mutants. And we need you to help us kill Victor because he killed your girlfriend and you should do this. Yeah. And, uh, God. Well, yeah, so he kills, uh, Sabretooth kills this one guy, like a, an electro whatever dude, at uh, Springfield Ohio, and I was just laughing at Springfield because I was imagining we were going to see some Simpsons run around, but, you know, Mm-mm. oh, well. Uh, that would have made this movie a lot better. <laughs> uh, so, yes, then Logan is with his girlfriend. Uh, he's a lumberjack now. Great. <laughs> then uh, she, his girlfriend, one night tells him a whole story about the Wolverine oh, and how the backstory on that, and, you know, from this is the reason why we call him Wolverine. It's pretty lame. It's horrible. I, I, I don't know if they just... Oh, God. Anyway, keep going. Yep. No, we'll come back. We'll get back <laughs> we'll to get that. We'll get back. Just, just <laughs> stop me if I'm going crazy. And so, yes, then Striker comes by, tells him, like, hey, Sabretooth is killing all these guys. Like, you should help out. And then Logan's like, nah, I'll see you later, deuces. And the next day, Sabretooth comes and kills his girlfriend. And this is where we get one of the great little yells from Wolverine. Oh, from yeah. And he decides to go and team up with Stryker because he's just like, I want revenge on Victor, and that's it. Like, I'm done, blah, blah, blah. And it is weird to see this happening because, you know, he is brothers with Sabretooth. And it's, you, you know, it would be like, hey, man, why are you being a dick? Anyways, he signs up for this one test to give him that the vibranium adamantium antimanium whatever is it actually vibranium no it, it's it's they're they're they are different <laughs> they are different in the comics it's just uh if i recall correctly adamantium is a man-made one versus vibranium being from space so it, that's if I remember correctly, that's the difference. But really, the only difference is that one's used in the Black Panther plot lines and one's used in the X Men plot lines. Uh, okay, okay, uh, yeah. So then they have the whole test going on, seeing how 
Wolverine reacts to it all, and surprise, surprise, it's a huge success. So he ends up getting all the adamantium in him. And as he's still asleep, Striker's like, all right, erase his memory. And Wolverine hears this and freaks out and just starts slashing everything, and he's naked, and he's like, ah, runs out, and he ends up in this farm with uh, these two lovely ladies, or two lovely older people. Uh, take him in, no questions really asked. The only question they ask are, like, are you on drugs? And he says, no. And Can we just talk about how absolutely horrible the CGI looked on these claws? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I understand that it was 2009, but also if, if movie magic could make Return of the King happen back then and can't get Wolverine's... His claws look better in the first three X-Men movies! <laughs> It sort of does look like when you're a little kid and you get the three knives out and put them yeah, out. So like, that's exactly what it looks like. Your, yeah. It is pretty bad, especially for the amount of money that was dealt into this. There also, before this movie came out, it leaked online. And it was all with the effects that weren't pre-rendered. And honestly, there's not a big difference between the movie we got and the one that got leaked. Come on, guys. Step up your game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But anyways, so they he's at this lovely couple's house. Very generous. Uh, they end up like... And we get more Farmer Logan because we need to know how he gets his jacket. That's what's important in this story. You, you know, if you see uh, Logan walking around and you have a farm, just don't let him in. Because yeah, every yeah. time he goes into someone's house that's really nice to him, they end up dying. Every time Logan ends up in a rural area, some shit goes down. So just... just you know, keep him in a city. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so the couple's being very nice, and they then get shot by Agent Zero, and they kill him. Another big rowling growl from Logan runs off and kills the men that were there, including Agent Zero. And Striker's like, hey, did you Which, get him? how the fuck does he light the helicopter on fu- <laughs> Oh, my God. It's... Uh, I almost want to tell the audience to go watch that scene, but I also don't want them to because then that means they have to sit through a minute of this movie. This movie, though, it is one of those things where it's like it would be parodied on Rick and Morty of how much like over the top it is. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, like this corny line here, like, all right, fire it up. And then the thing gets it on fire and he walks away from an explosion and just sort of really cheesy crap. <sighs> so anyway, at this point, we see that Stryker talks about this, gets told about this one kid that he's been trying to find, and he's like, oh, where is he? And we cut to a classroom, and it is Cyclops with his red glasses and all. Which, why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought this was Wolverine's movie. Yeah, and he ends up getting detention for having sunglasses on, which, like, hey, teacher, is this the first time you're seeing this kid? Like, this is sort of his thing, you know? Oh, my God. Anyway, so then uh, he gets detention, and we cut back to Wolverine, and he's with Will I Am, and he's like, "Yo, what do you know about this?" And he's like, "I don't know anything about it, really, man." But the, our guy Blob uh, knows a ton about it. He still talks to Sabretooth and everything. He's knows about this one island that they're putting mutants at, and so we go down to talk to Blob, and he's like, gained a lot of weight. Like he's a fat guy, like through and through. <laughs> And they end up having a huge fight just to, like, oh, give me your information or else. With, like, shitty boxing. Yeah. And so (laughs) Wolverine Uh. (laughs) Wolverine wins the match 
by smashing his hands onto Blob's head and then immediately starts yelling at him like, where is everything? Where is it all? And I'm like, dude, you just gave him a concussion. Give him a second. You have the metal in you now. Like, these are going to be hard-hitting shit. And so Blob then tells him that Sabretooth and Stryker are working together trying to get these mutants onto this one island. And then Wolverine's like, whoa, whoa, what? And we cut back to Cyclops getting attacked by Sabretooth. And he ends up getting, like, you know, detained, or not detained. He gets kidnapped by Sabretooth and Stryker, and they send him off to the island. You know, very uh, much needed scene. And not only, not, not only is it not enough, as if this movie needed to go on any longer, to get information about the island, they have to leave Blob, mm-hmm. who apparently knows these things, but doesn't know the location. So we can ruin another iconic X-Men character and go to New Orleans and fucking find Gambit. Didn't they go to New Orleans? Yeah, they were in New Orleans. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they were doing the whole Gambit's occasion guy thing and... uh, Gambit's occasion guy thing, you know. I don't know. I can't do a New Orleans accent. You know what? Oh, yeah, because my New Orleans accent was on point. Yeah, no, you know what? Apologies to anyone from New Orleans. We tried, but you know what? They ruined Gambit. (laughs) So So we go to this poker room, and yes, this is where we meet Gambit, and it's uh, Will I Am and Wolverine. And uh, Wolverine, like, sort of blows everything because he's wearing his tag still from what he got when he first, you know, was getting the operation. And Gambit it starts attacking him. Uh, but at this point, Will, I am, has gone out outside because he's seen Sabretooth. <laughs> so Wolverine's fighting Gambit. Will, I am, is t- uh, f- fighting Sabretooth. Uh, fighting. This, this one scene, this is why Will, I am, should not be an actor. The whole time he's fighting with Sabretooth, he's just like, yo, that wasn't cool what you did to that guy. And now I'm going to kill you. Like, in that tone and everything, too. This is extra annoying because Will.i.am's power is teleportation or phasing or whatever. So he just, like, pops up out of nowhere, says a thing, disappears, pops back out of nowhere, and... uh, And Sabretooth is like, the one thing, your biggest weakness, William. And he, like, grabs him and he's like... You're too predictable. Which doesn't explain anything, but come on. <laughs> Which still does not explain so many things. So he tells William that he killed Blob 2, and then he ends up killing William. Gambit, Wolverine fight goes outside, and so Wolverine just got his ass kicked, and he like lifts up his head, and he's like, oh, Sabretooth? And then they have a huge fight. Sabretooth ends up leaving, and uh, Gambit and Wolverine become bros, and Gambit says, like, sure, I'll drop you off to this one island. Which, again, ah, uh, just why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we haven't even got... Oh, man, no, it's about not, to get so much worse. It's about to get so much worse. So when he agrees to take him to the island and everything, and as he's going to the island, we see that another person's being operated on and, with Stryker, and we find out that it's Deadpool. And it's so they, like... Wade sh- Wilson. Yes. And they, what did they name him? Weapon 11? Oh, is that what they did uh, with that? Something like that. Uh, <sighs> okay, so like he's like ready to go and active now. So Wolverine, uh, you know, <laughs> he skips on the water and goes to the island where he confronts Stryker and is like, "Hey, man, like I can't believe you did this to me. Like, why? Blah blah." And he says, Stryker says something on the line. Oh well, I wasn't the worst one that portrayed you. And then you see in the background. It's Wolverine's girlfriend. Oh, oh my no. God. Just, yeah, just end this. Just wrap it up. And so we find out that 
when she died, she just took a pill that sent her heart rate down to zero. And that's why Wolverine didn't realize that she wasn't actually dead. The one thing Wolverine should have checked to see if Sabretooth actually, like, you know, used his claws to attack her. Not that there was just blood dripped around her. Wolverine's pretty stupid in this movie. Yeah, I still don't think... They- did they just completely forget about the fact that one of his major mutant abilities is, like, heightened sense? Like, I feel like he would have been, been able to sense through something like that. Does he have that even with the uh, vibranium? In yeah, him? no, he's always had that. He's His whole thing is the healing factor, the claws, and the heightened sense. And when he gets the adamantium, that's when he gets the indestructible thing, because now his skeleton's even stronger. Mm, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty dumb. Anyways, she explains the reason why she did this is because her sister is there and being held hostage, and this is the only way that she would be able to get him. And at this point, Sabretooth comes back. They have a fight there. He wants the uh, vibrant... Fuck, not vibrant. Adam Antium in him also. Whatever. That's the reason why he's doing all this. And he's like, oh, whatever. If Wolverine can take it, I can too. Which stupidest motivation fucking ever. Yeah, it, I mean, the resentment for his brother comes out of nowhere. Like, it's not like this. he was a better fighter or anything before. They were pretty evilly matched. Anyway, so they have a fight. They end up getting confronted by Deadpool, and they have another huge fight. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Wolverine gets separated with uh, his girlfriend, and he releases all the other mutants, and his girlfriend end up, ends up taking everyone off as they bump into Deadpool. Wolverine has his fight with Deadpool. As the everyone's released, uh, the girlfriend... Is her Silver Fox? Is yes, that basically for, what she is? for like those who actually care, her the, the character from the X-Men that they based her off of is Silver Fox, and they hint that her sister is Emma Frost that's in custody of Stryker, but that makes... Again, because this movie makes no fucking sense in the canon... That, that makes X-Men First Class even more confusing because they used Emma Frost in that in the 60s and this is in the 80s. Okay, anyway. Yeah, again, pretty stupid. Yeah. So then as Silver Fox is taking everyone out, she gets shot and tells the kids, like, all right, just go over here and this is where we see Cyclops again. They go down a hall and they're like, which way do we go? And Cyclops in his head hears, go left. And he's like, we got to go left. And the kids are like, you can't see. And he's like, trust me. So they go left. And then they have this uh, Wolverine and Deadpool are having this huge fight. Uh, Sabretooth comes up eventually. They both tag team Deadpool. They're like tag teaming this weird ass version of Deadpool that has teleportation powers. And I mean, Deadpool does have a like belt of teleportation in the comics, but it uh, just the whole thing. Yeah, they kill Deadpool, whatever. The whole structure falls down. Um, Stryker comes and shoots at Wolverine as his girlfriend's with him. And he gets shot in the head and loses all of his memory. And Stryker then walks up to Silver Fox and is about to shoot her as she grabs his leg. And he's like, no, you go walk until your feet bleed and then walk some more. So he does that. Gambit comes by and is like, yo, Wolverine, what's good? Like, we gotta leave. And Wolverine's like, who are you? What's up, fam? And he's yeah. like, we gotta go. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna find my own way. And the Gambit's like, all right, deuces. Like, there are cops rolling up right now, but whatevs. God, if only I could forget this movie. And uh, that's that's where it ends. Okay. Yeah. So. It's a lot. Clear, it's a lot. Clearly, it's 
there's so many issues that I can't even just get into it. So again, what what? Okay, wait. So are we going to surgery right now? Uh, yeah, I think we're ready. All right. Uh, I mean, like one of the biggest problems I have is that Logan is just an overall like idiot throughout this whole thing in the movie. Yeah. He doesn't think to question why Sabretooth is, like, attacking mutants or any or kills his girlfriend. He keeps his tags on throughout the whole thing where I'm like, dude, of course they're tracking you through the tags. That's how they're finding you. Like, come on. <laughs> and there's some other things, too, that I had some problems with. But I just sort of want Wolverine to be more aware. And another thing, Stryker's plan makes no sense if you actually break it down yeah the thing with striker is he's supposed to be the guy who hates mutants like if i remember in like the x-men animated series and the comics and whatever i have no striker from he's leading the charge on anti-mutant propaganda and they make him like he's not a doctor by any means dr cornelius is the one that actually gave wolverine the chrome dip and everything yeah but like if you actually look at it it's like all right i need to get Wolverine on my side then I'm going to kill his girlfriend with Sabretooth then he's on my side now I'm going to give him this you know the Adam whatever the adamantium adamantium and hopefully that kills Victor well I mean then he needs he wants his DNA right so he's like oh oh, yeah erase his memories but he's already on your side. He's going to give you his DNA. Yeah. And that's why he runs well, off. I mean, I guess the idea, which, again, they failed to establish this horribly, but I guess the idea was that, no, he's not going to give up his DNA because he's because he's been clearly against things like he's been he, he's he's been a more empathetic guy his whole life. Uh, he, he's always been against and he would be against something like mutant experimentation. That's the point. But again, they don't reveal the fact that that's what they're doing until, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie, where he fights Blob. And, like, the fact that you have to learn that bomb from Blob, like... Yeah. Like, no, we as an audience want to learn it in the same shocking way that a character does. Yeah, and the same thing going back to Wolverine not being that smart in this. Like, Blob's like, wait, you didn't know Sabretooth is working with Blob? Blob?" Like, I don't expect him to know that, but it's so, like common knowledge with other people that's like a little disappointing that's that's why like i made it a point because like wolverine healing factor bone claws i made it a point in my like revision that he needs to we need to find out the same time he does so like he's gonna find out oh shit i can heal the same time we do and he's gonna find out oh shit I have bone claws the same time we do the animal sense is a little like minor of a power that he uses every now and then but it's it's there. So that one I thought, okay, at least he'll have that one developed off screen. But yeah. Um, so anyways, what I sort of want to start with the movie. I want, I'm fine keeping the opening scene the same way as it was. I actually liked the movie until Wolverine left the whole mutant group. Yeah. Uh, but instead with just Victor and Logan, I want it to be the whole family where they're also mutants. So like we got the dad and the mom and they're going through all these wars and stuff. And eventually oh, the American soldiers, like, pick up, like, yo, man, these guys have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. And Stryker comes with all the men, and they sort of just turn on the family, like, and they yeah. and they kill the mom and dad and keep Victor and uh, Logan together. How, they, would they, how would they kill the, presumably, like, adamantium bullet or something or just some weird comic MacGuffin? Yeah, I, something. The whole or, thing is they can't die, then that's the only part I'm 
Yeah, sure. It's adamantium bullets. We'll play around with that, maybe, but they kill the mom. Maybe they just don't have the healing ability. Maybe that yeah. was only... Okay. So then they take Victor and Logan and erase their memories. Like, all right, the, you're going to work for us. And that's how they start getting them to go on missions with other mutants. Uh, so there was Striker everything. They find the medals. And, you know, this is where Striker's like, hey, Logan, I, I want to give you a little upgrade here and, you know, see what you're made of because I think you could be this big weapon for us. And so they do the whole song and dance where he gets the whole fucking vibrating. He like, becomes super wolvey. Yeah. <laughs> but when they're doing this, this also doesn't just, like, restore his body. It also restores his memory. So he remembers everything now. And that's why he runs away, being like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to work for the guy that killed my family. <laughs> so as he's running out, the doors that he enters, he sees another woman stuck in a cage. And it's uh, Silver Fox, and she's like, all right, help me out. Like, I need you. Like, my, I, I can help you out. My, here's my powers of persuasion. He's like, all right, whatever. Slashes it open. She runs out with him. <sighs> okay, so for this, you got to tell me if this is better or not than what we got in the film. So Logan and Silver Fox are getting cornered by all the men, and they have vibrating bullets or whatever. And a pack of wolverines attacks them, like one or two. The one with the vibrating. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I mean, it, better or worse than what we got, though? Like, well, I mean, probably better than what we got, but that's not much of a bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, like we said, we gotta give them a reason why it's called Wolverine. And the thing we got with the whole, like, kid story was so dumb. I'm okay if they made that scene half of its time and just made it, like, remember the legend of the Wolverine or something. I don't know. Like, some proverb, whatever. Yeah, but like, even, not like... not the whole story with the moon and the trickster and this crap. Like, oh, that was all BS. Well, the... I laughed at when this happened in the movie. And when Wolverine finds out that his girlfriend was duking him and he was like, the thing is with your story is oh, no. I was the dupe, I was the fool, and you were the, the trickster. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cringe. It's so so cringe. So, yeah, there's my reason why it's Wolverine. I, I I struggled with that. But anyway, so now Logan's trying to find... I, although it should be noted that I think in the comics, I, I didn't include this part for a reason. Wolverine can um, speak with animal souls. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think that's a legit power that he has in some of the comics. Damn, that goes, like, very, like... Like yeah, Indian soul. Like he's, he's like he's basically a druid from D and D. Basically. Oh man, I would love to see that fanfic. Yeah. So now at this point, Logan is now trying to find his brother Victor because he knows Victor's got his mind wiped and everything, and he finds out that there's this island few, full of mutants, and you know, Silver Fox wants to help him, and they go and try and recruit other mutants to help him out, so that's where they get the Will I Am. And these guys, Will I Am is still, like, part of the people that they met earlier on. Uh, they get more info about the island, and he tells them about this guy, Gambit. And he's been on the island and escaped from it, and he tells them the island is specific for just experimenting on these children mutants to try and build an army for the, you know, for the government oh, or whatever. God. And so now when they're with Deadpool, or sorry, when they're with um, Gambit, Deadpool, who also is with them, and Victor, who is now under the assumption that Logan killed their family. So that's why he's all pissed off about Uh, it. And he's like, yeah, Logan, like, F you, blah, blah, blah. 
They attack Logan's crew, and Deadpool is almost killed. Like, yes, he's still, like, regenerating or whatever, but Striker tries to pull something fast. Now Logan and his team try, like, get together and try... Oh, so now Logan and his team, they plant something on Victor that he doesn't realize, and it's a tracker for Striker's crew. They're back at the, uh, Deadpool and Victor are back at the island, and Deadpool's dying, and Striker's just like, all right, we have, we know, we tested this one thing on Wolverine. I think we can do it on Deadpool, and he's dying anyway. And Deadpool's like, really? like trying to talk, and he's like, no, no, you shouldn't talk anymore. And then Striker mentions to one of the nurse, like, you know, sew that mouth up too. <laughs> Because it's so dumb. That was a thing here. Like, yeah. he's literally the merc with the mouth. Yep. Uh, so Logan and his crew go into the island. Uh, Striker is now concerned, or he's cornered by the whole crew. And Logan demands, like, hey, uh, make Victor have his memories back or else. And then Striker's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And so then we find out that Silver Fox has been working for Striker the whole time. Oh, oh no. What a <laughs> twist. What a twist. What a twist. Um, and the whole striker's whole plan now I think makes a bit more sense. He was worried that the metal would bring Logan's ba- memories back, and he set up the building that if he ran out, the prison he would see is Silver Foxes. Yeah. And so he's sort of planning on like, all right, I'm gonna eventually get Logan back, and hopefully I can get a bunch of mutants to come back with me. So like the whole plan of attacking the island was Silver Fox's plan. Um, so then she tells, she explains to Logan, like, oh, yeah, my sister's here. He's being captive. This is the only way. Like, that BS crap again. So on uh, Striker's command, everyone then uh, falls to Silver Fox's powers, except Logan. So now Logan's fighting uh, Gambit, Well I Am. He ends up knocking Gambit out, but then, like, he's forced to kill While I Am. And it's, like, something he doesn't want to do, but he has to, like, you know, to save himself and Victor down the line. Logan then runs out to try and find Victor and ends up fighting Deadpool. (sighs) So now Silver Fox is like, hey, like, what's our our deal's a deal? Let me, can I see my sister? And he's like, yeah, she's down there. And she turned. And then Striker's like, shoots Silver Fox, and he's like, well, I don't want anyone to persuade uh, anyone on my team to help you out, so this is the only way, and he walks out. Silver Fox then inches the Gambit, you know, tells her, like, hey, help me and free the kids, so, you know, Gambit does that. Then they bump to Victor, who they have a quick fight with Gambit. Uh, Silver Fox talk, touches Victor's leg, being like, hey, go help Logan out. He goes, does, goes, helps him out. Gambit then frees the kids, and we see... Uh, Cyclops is there. Whoa, that's crazy. Oh He's God. there. That's nuts. <laughs> oh, man, we love studio notes. <laughs> Logan and Victor then have their fight, and they end up killing Deadpool. Whoa, what a crazy thing. Uh, but then as Logan asks, like, hey, Victor, like, do you remember everything that happens now? Silver Fox dies, and that's since he was just under the whole, you know, yeah. persuasion. He's like, what? No. And he ends up like, Quickly fighting with Logan, and they see that they hate each other still. I guess, I don't know, they're fighting on a bridge, and the bridge collapses, and they're on two separate spots now where, oh, different paths and all that. And then we see outside Gambit is taking the kids over, and he's, like, down a hall. And he's like, oh, no, which way do I go? And he hears a voice in his head, and he's like, hey, go left. 
And Man, he's like, you really oh, right. tried to work with this thing. <laughs> I, I, I give you, I give you some props for just trying your best. Because me, I was like, nope, get rid of it. It sucks. Start over. Yeah. So then we find out Gambit goes to the left, and he sees Doctor or Professor X, and he's like, oh, you're all safe now. And then they fly off. So now we still get that the kids are saved by Professor X, and now Logan and Victor are still on opposite sides, ready for X Men One. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, it's the best we could. It's the best you could do. Still trying to keep it the same movie. Yeah, I mean, like Deadpool is such a waste in this, and we have there's so many other characters running around. Like, I don't think we need Will I Am's character there, but no. I think it. If Wolverine is forced to kill someone you know, like that he considers a friend, it's more of a moment of like, oh man, like I didn't think I was capable of that, and uh, you know, I'm not selfish. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, and I, I like, I'm trying to make Stryker's plan a little more, like, thought out, because it just, it doesn't make sense at all, and at this point, at least, like, Silver Fox has a little more, like, it's more manipulative and easier, I guess, but... So what do you think, Sagar? I know you made a pitch, uh, what do you think is the best way we fix this up? All right, so I'm going to just give my pitch on the whole movie, and I'm going to pull a lot from the comics. I'm going to pull a lot from just what I know about Wolverine. And uh, this movie is going to be circling around three main themes. So it's going to be about Logan trying to conquer his animalistic nature. Uh, It's going to be about him not wanting to feel weak. And it's going to be about his understanding how people can be shitty but because he meets some good people along the way, he's still pretty hopeful. Whereas when we see him in the end in Logan, he's like pretty gone and has to re-find his hope in, in his daughter and everything. Okay. So spoilers for Logan and the Wolverine, if any of you care. But if you haven't seen Logan, you should. And, <laughs> and the Wolverine's like not bad either. Anyway, so in so act one, we start with James Howlett. We, you know, he's not Logan yet. He's he is who he is. He's James Howlett, and he's a young kid. And we need to establish a few things here. We need to establish that he's wimpy and sick all the time, and just kind of a mama's boy. You know, just just a regular like. So James is Logan. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just right. Clear. So James is Wolverine. So we're gonna stay with kid. We're gonna stay with James for a bit and establish some other characters here. Like we're gonna actually spend a lot more time in the eighteen hundreds. So. He has a childhood friend, Rose O'Hara, who helps his mom look after him. Again, straight from the comics. He has a fa- he has his father, John Howlett. Uh, he has his mother. And then he there's the groundskeeper, Thomas Logan, and his son, Dog Logan. Yes, name is actually Dog. There's a reason. We're going to get to it. So here we need to see a few things. We need to see that Rose is like a big sister figure to James. Uh, but obviously her care is very endearing. We need to see that... He's very happy with his mom and dad, despite being very sick all the time. He's kind of a happy kid. And then we need to see that Thomas is just a little crazy here, uh, as groundskeepers in the 1800s tend to be in, like, ghost stories and whatever. Sounds about right. And it's hinted, we're going to, like, subtly hint that he's an abusive father to dog, hence the nickname. This Again, straight out of the comics. Okay. So, and then we need to see the three kids, Dog, James, and Rose, they all are friends, but the underlying issue here is that Dog is in love with Rose and is jealous of her love for James and kind of takes it out on James a little bit. So is Dog Sabretooth? Is that actually in the canon? Or Well, he's not Sabretooth, but he okay. is going to play that character of his half-brother. Okay, cool. That hunts him later. Anyway, we set all this up. Now we're ready for the act one to get crazy. 
So, actually tries to happen. Dog tries to force himself on Rose. And James stumbles upon it and just yells his ass off. So, while Dog is distracted by that, Rose managed to, like, you know, find a bottle somewhere, smack him in the head, and just get out of there. And James runs to get the attention of John and Thomas. So, John tells Thomas to watch his son, and uh, Thomas is like, very, it, again, it's very subtle, but it is kind of clear that Thomas is going to, you know, beat his kid later this night. So the next day, Dog, with fresh wounds from Thomas's beating, is going to take it out on James. And while he's doing this, this, t- <laughs> this time Rose finds out and just gets John. And John straight up, you know, grabs, grabs his kid grabs Thomas's kid and says, you're fired, get out of here, I want you off the grounds. And Thomas, being a little fucking crazy, doesn't take this so well because he feels a certain attachment to the family for one thing and to his position. And not only that, he says, no, this is your kid's fault for being such a fucking wimp. And John now gets, you know, now he is attacked by Thomas. Thomas kills John. (laughs) And... Now we get the scene where James's bone claw mutation activates and it's the first hint of his rage. He kills Thomas, who subsequently reveals that he was James' father all along. Okay. The additions here to this scene is that James also manages to claw at Dog's face. So Dog has three, like the, the three, you know, Wolverine claws across his face now. Okay. And Rose's mother is so traumatized and overwhelmed by everything that's happening that we're going to have... This actually happens in the comics. I'm not being demented, I swear. But she off-screen oh, no. offs herself. Yikes. So that that actually happens. Pun intended there? No. <laughs> but that that does actually happen. If we think that's too dark for, you know, if we're trying to go for the PG-13, then we can just... We'll just subtly hint at it. You we know, we can just have Thomas kill her, too, because yeah. Thomas is crazy and he's horrible, and James has just found out that Thomas Logan is his real father. So in the mess, Rose grabs James, and they escape, and Dog is left to tell the police what happened, okay. which will now take us to their early adulthood. So what year are we in right now? We're so? still in the 1800s, okay. So and we still are. Okay. So J- now they're a little older. Let's say give it like 10 years or something. James and Rose have been in hiding for years now, and we get some more establishment here. So now their relationship is a little more datey, even though she is older than him. And we also know, we also learn that James has repressed his memories of that night like crazy, but he keeps having bad flashbacks. So he keeps having memory triggers every now and then, and he wakes up in bed, and Rose is like, did it happen again? Now we see, we find out in one of these moments... He ended up hurting Rose. We see, like, like in the like in the actual movie, there's some claws on her arm, on her hand, and he's like, "I won't let it happen again." And Rose has done his, her best to alleviate his guilt, assure him that we really want her assuring him that he's not an animal, that he's a human being. We we see we don't see one of his rage fits. We see him freaking out, and here we really get to see the calm, caring, like guilt-ridden Wolverine. And if you want. 
Here you can have Rose deliver some hokey Wolverine story. Just make sure it's better than the one that we actually got. No, let's <laughs> not do that. Okay, or we could just not. I, we have to. Yeah, there'll be another. We can think of something better. Yeah, we have to establish the Wolverine thing at some point. Yeah, but yeah. It's always tough because you don't want to end up suicide squatting it. And anyway, so the happy moments are short lived because it is revealed that Dog has been tracking the two down for years and even spent some time in the police force himself to get his leads. He waits things out until he knows that James, you know... When you when you say dog, I'm now thinking dog the bounty hunter going after Wolverine and everything. Yeah, I know. It's weird, but <laughs> comics... No, it's, it's fine. We Sorry, can, you know going. what? Again, comics are weird. If you want, let's change his name to Doug. If you really want. But... <laughs> You're God. Okay. I think it's fun. <laughs> it's funny. So, um, like I said, pull from the source material if you can. And, look, he waits things out until, like, let's say he was waiting for James to not have an outburst in a while and, like, tries to wait till he's vulnerable. And since, so, like, he's trying to sneak up on James in the house. But since James now has this other mutant power of animal sense, which now we see for the first time, it's implied that James has learned about it, but we see it Mm -hmm. for the first time. He uses a sense and he recognizes the ambush and... He recognizes Dog as someone from his past. And, you know, Dog is egging James on to remember and attacks him. And while James is more so fighting his own urges than fighting Dog, because, like, obviously he can kick his ass in an instant, but he's trying really hard not to be that guy. Okay. And he's, again, it's established he's really repressing this. Rose eventually makes her way to the scene and attacks Dog herself. But it's not going well, and Dog gets a leg up and shoots James. Mm. So we have him fall, and, you know, Dog and Rose are talking, and now we find out about the third mutant power that even James didn't know he had, which is his healing factor. Okay. And he gets up. Surprise. He's healed. Also, surprise. He is fucking pissed. So (laughs) he goes at Dog, and before he could kill him, Rose tried to stop him with the same this-isn't-you stuff. Only to accidentally get killed herself. Oh, snap. Comics are dark. (laughs) Whoever said comic books are for kids? (laughs) Throw a few clips in there and you'll be fine. And if, look, again, we can change this. If you want, he can, he can like maybe kill, kill dog instead and Rose be disappointed in him. But I I thought this was maybe the better way to go. No, no, I like that. So she kills, he kills her on accident. And in that moment, James snaps out of it. Dog flees the scene. He's horrified, and now he knows he has to live with the fact that he can never kill James and get his revenge, mm. and now they both have to live with the fact that Rose is dead because both of them did care about her. So we're going to end Act 1 with James, like, kind of monologuing at Rose's makeshift funeral about something about, like, not running away from the guilt, how this is his greatest regret, but he, he doesn't want to be weak anymore, and he's going to fight bad people and do it as a human, not as an animal. Uh, and throw in some stuff about maybe if he wasn't so weak, he could have helped Doug and, like, his half-brother. And we end Act 1 with James joining the military, joining the American military, because they've been in Canada this whole time. So he joins the American military, and when the officer asks his name, he says, Logan. And this is... So the funeral makeshift thing, it's not only going to mirror his own funeral and Logan... Mm -hmm. But it's going to set up that name going forward anyway. So that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to mirror the two, like, big moment where he realizes he fucked up. Other big moment with his daughter, he realizes he fucked up. But, you know. Yeah. He tries to to live. 
so now we're getting into Act 2. And this is basically going to be extended versions of the montage of Logan and the Four Wars with a little bit more stuff added. Okay. Yeah, I, in, in each war, I want, to, I want people to see... One, how he's he is you know still the same with time. If anything, he's getting better, mm-hmm. um, and how he's realizing it too. And he's going to see people treated unfairly. He's going to have an incident with his powers. He's going to be increasingly fed up with people. Whole nine yards. So we start off with the American Civil War. So even though he's fighting for the Union, uh, Logan is noticing the odd behavior and like the odd sentiments amongst the white soldiers and the black soldiers. And the fact that regimens are segregated and everything. And if you have a problem with this, you need to shut the fuck up because X-Men is inherently political and is about the civil rights movement in the first place, you jack-offs. Okay, anyway. Nope, that's, <laughs> I, I like that note a lot. That's a very good little detail in there. <sighs> All right. It, so in a skirmish with the Confederacy, he's going to get shot by a Confederate soldier and he's going to freak out because he realizes if he keeps fighting, then that's going to cause hysteria. And people are going to be like, oh, shit, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah. But so Logan does like a delayed reaction and pretends to die. Uh, The same soldier is like visibly confused, stabs him with the bayonet just to be sure. And Logan just kind of waits until the fighting is over and then walks off. So you kind of see him a little defeated and realizing maybe he could have done that better or not knowing what to do. But obviously not trying to freak people out that he's some sort of an animal was more important to him at that point. What do you think if he, like, sees, like, a, you know, fellow friend soldier get killed because he didn't do that or something like that? Uh, something on those Yeah, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get there. Okay, it's okay. definitely gonna happen. Cool. So, uh, now we get to World War One. Now, this was a little tough because I still want Wonder Woman's World War One scene to be, like, the GOAT World War One scene because it deserves to be. And hers was more, like, glorious in her fighting in no man's land. So I'm going to try to make this a little different. So Logan's watching his fellow soldiers attempt to cross into the enemy trench and it's just not working. They're getting mowed down. So Logan's like, okay, something needs to happen or else we're going to lose. And he's going to, he decides to cut everyone's losses, take advantage of like a missed bomb and a huge cloud of smoke and just run. So you see him climb out of the trench and go into no man's land but you don't exactly see him cross. You just notice he's gone, and some soldiers are like, oh, crap, he jumped out. He's probably dead. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to Logan escaping from the smoke and landing in the enemy trench with his claws out, just fucking wrecking the German forces, although he is doing this with more of a sense of finesse. He's not, like, brutal Wolverine yet. We definitely notice that he has some control here. Okay. So the dust clears, and the German side isn't shooting anymore. The Allies are, like, wondering what the fuck happened. Once again, Logan's nowhere to be found. He's just disappeared. And now we get to World War II, and you know that scene in the beginning of The Wolverine where he saves uh, Harada from the atomic bomb? Mm-hmm. Let's just do an extended version of that. Really, like, it, it, which it makes sense leading into the next one where he did that and it's going to be different with his memory loss. Anyway, like, let's really emphasize the brutality that Logan sees in Nagasaki at the time. Now he's starting to doubt if he like he's on the right side or not. If he's learning, he's learning the cost of war. It's it's not a, like as good guy and bad guy isn't as clear as it used to be type mm-hmm. of thing. So how long is this montage? Also, like is this you know this is going like it's not going quick. It's going mm-hmm. like we are soaking up these scenes. Like I don't want it to be a montage. I want it to be like jumping scenes every now and then. We're jumping time. Okay. So some like screenwriters will say that that's a little sloppy. 
But I think it's important to not montage the war scenes. I think Wolverine has a lot to learn from that. Like, I wish they didn't do this in Captain America, the first Avenger, where they montaged all of his scenes in the war and focused on the big one. Mm-hmm. I really wish they kind of sunk into those scenes more. Like, maybe show one where he misses an operation, like, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to get to the last one now. So now we get to Vietnam. And we can do a similar thing here that the actual movie did. But instead of Victor trying to harass a Vietnamese prisoner of war, it's let it just be like a regular officer that has rank on Logan. So Logan is telling him to stop, despite the officer saying, like, stand down and let it happen, soldier. This is what we do. And as we've seen before, we now know that Logan has a previous issue with a man forcing himself on a woman. Mm-hmm. And Logan snaps. He gets the flashes of the previous memories again. And he just straight up kills the officer, like full on brutally murders him. And he releases the prisoners of war. And I want him to keep having these memory flashes because eventually he's going to lose his memory and be allowed to start over. Right. So I think it's important to emphasize that this is fucking with him right now. And, like, the negative can be a positive in a way. So he's sentenced to death by firing squad, as was done in the movie. He survives. Everyone's like, oh, shit. He cuts himself free with his claws. And he just says something along the lines of, if you guys value your lives and your reputations, just forget everything you saw today. And he's gone. And at some point, we're going to zoom in on his dog tag that says Wolverine in honor of Rose somewhere down there. Because presumably that's what happened. Like, I I wanted to put that in there. Okay. So now we get to act three. And the next part of this movie, like starting off, Logan is going to clearly look. he, He wants to help people. But he doesn't want to be, like, the mindless weapon of any sort anymore because he realized, like, the U.S. government kind of maybe used him a little bit. Not in the sense that they knew who he was or anything, but he just, you know, he saw atrocities on both sides. So now he's just trying to be a good guy. And furthermore, there's now news of mutants being more public. Now we're in the 80s, and canonically speaking, first class has already happened. So now Logan is starting to realize that there are others like him. And with all these things floating around in his head, enter Department K of the Canadian government, a.k.a. Dr. Abraham Cornelius and General William Stryker. So now we can start following a similar thing as the movie. Like, we get a fun Team X mission of the crew of other special ops who are not mutants. They're just really talented. And they're just really good at what they do. Bunch of Hawkeyes running around. Yeah, a bunch of Hawkeyes. Let's, Let's just keep it at that. But here, I really want to show Logan working in a team environment and actually enjoying himself. Like, he's solving problems more creatively. He's not necessarily that violent either. He's just kind of really enjoying himself, and he thinks he's doing the right thing, being part of a special task force rather than an army. So Stryker's going to walk up, get the mystery medal, and he's going to order Logan to clean up. And he just, Stryker being Stryker, just walks away. He's obsessed with the adamantium. He's fine. Mm-hmm. And Logan waits until Stryker's gone and just tells the people like just get out of here i'm not gonna kill you so he's he's like we're really seeing some control here and we're really seeing like the guy wolverine could be but then the team is ambushed by Sabretooth. now we have Sabretooth, and i'm just gonna keep the same one from x-men one i'm not gonna have the new actor and the new backstory anything convoluted he's been in these things before and he is kind of a mindless character that's just strong let's just keep it that way mm-hmm. so 
Sabretooth is killing some of Logan's new teammates. He's proving to be a difficult fight. At some point, Sabretooth is going to give a, quote, killing blow to Logan, who's going to heal from it, and he's going to decide it's time to bust out the claws again and fight back. Now, it we have to make this very subtle somehow, but Logan's going to visibly notice that Sabretooth got a lot easier once Logan put the claws out, and Stryker can just give him, like, a, hey, good job, and Logan can be like, something's wrong, that felt a little too easy, or whatever. Okay. But then Stryker can be like, no, it was easy, because, like, you got powers, man. Like, why didn't you tell us? Like, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter. I'm just an idea man. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Stryker and Cornelius are impressed, obviously, and they take this opportunity to reveal to Logan that they want him for the a super soldier experiment, promising him all of these amazing things, like, basically appealing to that desire that Logan has always had to not be weak anymore. And it's... They say things like this. They say just the right things. And what's even nicer to him, they say they can curb his more animal instincts and even get rid of traumatic memories. And Logan just hands down agrees. He's like, this is it. This is my chance. I'm going to make Rose proud. And as Logan is on the bed for the experiment... You know, he's been he's he's given like a numbing agent, something let's make him like comatose in the sense where I want him to hear everything that's happening, but obviously he can't react or feel anything yet. Right. So when here is going to be like the major bomb drop and Cornelius is going to reveal everything to him, like he's going to say they've been following Logan's record. They knew he's been a mutant this whole time. They sent Sabretooth themselves because they needed to see Logan's powers up close for this experiment. One, they're going to make... The one where they're going to make him fully indestructible and erase all of his memories to make him their killing machine, a.k.a. Weapon X. Nice. And the stabilizing agent starts to wear off a little bit during the experiment because it's Logan and he has, you know, he's just a mutant's more immune to these kind of things. So Logan starts actually feeling all of the pain of the experiment which only makes him angrier and angrier. We see the last memory flash of Rose, and then we see it start to fade away, and we see him visibly starting to forget her. And the experiment is done, and when they go to get him, here's where we get the most, the, the iconic Weapon X scene, similar to the one in X-Men Apocalypse, but this one is going to be just a fucking bloodbath. He is just going to be off his, off his rail, full-on Weapon X, just slaughtering anything and everything that gets in his way, including Dr. Cornelius. So as he escapes oh. from the lab, Stryker's going to walk in on a very dead Cornelius, <laughs> and Stryker's going to say, Stryker's just going to send Sabretooth after Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Now, Wolverine and Sabretooth are going to, like, duke it out, bare knuckle, bare claw, oh, bare nice. claws. Nice. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but they're just going to have, like, a, a really simple, like, just brawl in the in the woods and it's canada so it can be snowing because it's always cold in canada at least that's what tv taught me true and (laughs) it ends with like so it's gonna end with wolverine about to deliver the final blow until like he's gonna notice the device maybe it's behind sabertooth's ear or something but he's gonna notice the device that striker is using to control sabertooth and obviously it's not going to be a memory flash because those are gone but something happens to Logan, and he calms down, removes a device, just knocks Sabretooth out, and walks away. So it's going to end with that. 
He doesn't remember Rose. He obviously has a lot to deal with, but he clearly empathizes with Sabretooth being an experiment just like he has been. He makes the judgment call for himself in his most animalistic form, showing that it's entirely possible for someone like him to be heroic, which Rose is, which is what Rose was trying to tell him in the first place. If we want an after-credits scene, we can show Professor X using Cerebro and, like, uh, Jean Grey or somebody is like, did you find another one? and Z- some Or something, and Xavier can look back at her and say something like, yeah, he's really strong, but he's in pain. And the reason I wanted to do that is because in that way in the first Wolverine, we have Professor X acknowledging someone as dangerous as Wolverine. Then in the second one, we have him show up again at the end credits and be like, hey, we need your help. And then the third one, we since there's clearly a relationship here, it makes sense as to why Logan would take care of Professor X when no one else would because Professor X supposedly killed all the X-Men in a freak accident. Yeah, just... So that's my pitch. And the title of the movie is no longer X-Men Origins Wolverine. The title is now simply Weapon X. X-Men, X, like X-Man, X, Weapon X, or no, is it just, just Weapon X? Weapon X. Okay. So the movies are going to be Weapon X, The Wolverine, and Logan. So increasingly getting more human, okay. in a sense. Yeah, there's my pitch. Nice. Got to figure out the Stan Lee cameo, you know? He's got to get in there somehow. Oh, shit. Let's that. just make him Canadian. <laughs> Professor X is looking at Cerebro and he's like, oh, yes, I found a dangerous one. And it's just Stanley. Stanley just like, ha <laughs> What's his uh, thing again? Uh, Alkazam? Uh, Alpresto? Oh, ex- Excelsior. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. Or we just see it's Wade Wilson, like, doing <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> okay. The memes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I like it. There's... I think we need more of a three-act structure with it a bit at times. I get what you're saying with the montage scenes where he's going through all of it. Because that's most of the second part, right? Second yeah, half. that's more of the second. That's pretty much all of the second act is him fighting in wars and different conflicts and learning from them. Okay. So that's what I wanted to do. I know that's like not very screenwritery, but and I know it's going to be a lot of jumping around from place to place, but... The the idea is it should feel the same because it's all just war. True. Um, Are we setting up any other characters throughout the other X-Men? Nope. This is just like the other two. This is supposed to be Wolverine's story and his story alone. If you want the overarching, like, little things to include Professor X, that's kind of what I'm doing. Right. Because... Yeah, just have an after credits with him in this one, have an after credit with him in the second one, and in the third one, Professor X is actually, like, a major character. So, in between the second and third one, that's where all the original X-Men happened? Yeah, that's where, like, Days of Future Past is happening, and, like, all this other crap, and Logan is just, like, supposed to be the dystopian future. Okay, okay, okay. And, wait, so, the second one will take place in between the first X-Men? And everything, or is that the well? The Wolverine takes place pretty much when it's made. It it took place in like 2013 ish. Okay. So it's the Wolverine is like long after the Jean Grey thing in X three, and it's it's supposed to be before Days of Future Past, before that before that timeline at least. Because obviously, with Days of Future Past, you have the two timelines where 
you, you know, you're going back to the Professor X McAvoy, <laughs> and then you have the Patrick Stewart one. So, yeah, B- basically, like, if you're following chronologically, it should, in my ideal universe, it would be Weapon X, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, The Wolverine, Days of Future Past, and um, Logan. Yeah. Okay. Do you, why is he called Jimmy? That was something I was so confused That's about. That's actually Logan. his name. His, his original name is James Howlett. And so how do we get Logan throughout it? Because his, his biological father's name and uh, dog's last name is Logan. Okay. So it's, yeah, his biological father's full name is Thomas Logan. And that's, he, he kind of adopts it. I don't know why, because, like, Thomas is kind of a fucked up dude. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just to, like, change his identity because now John Hollett is technically a murderer. True. Yeah. So in, in the movie, too, also, like, I thought that would be explained, too. Yeah, no, they didn't do any of that. It's so confusing. It's <laughs> yeah. so annoying. I thought, I was like, oh, is this not Logan? Because those are, like, his three mo- like his three most famous names are The Wolverine, Weapon X, and Logan. And that's why I wanted to make those the titles. And I also wanted to be very important in the first one to understand where he gets those names. So presumably he'll get the name Wolverine from Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll get the name Logan from his biological dad, who was kind of a shit, and his half-brother, Logan. And then he gets the Weapon X name from Dr. Cornelius. So it's important to establish those things. So now, so that way we can get a Weapon X movie, a Wolverine movie, and a Logan movie. And each of them feels different, but it's the same guy going through different things. Okay. Nice. Yeah. This one, this one was a, a tough one to work with, I'll have to admit. Yep. That's why I just had to, had just had to start over with this one. Yeah. No, it. Uh, this was a. This was an exercise, definitely. Yep. Um, going going to a gym seven days a week. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was a challenge. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this? Uh, no, I think I'm good. I said my piece. I, you know, I would have loved to see it be more planned out. Is the main point of this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think when it was originally being written, I think this is when the right to 2007 writer strike was happening oh um, that explains a lot <laughs> so yeah it, there is a reason why you know i don't completely justify it but this probably was a bunch of studio notes people running around not exactly knowing what yeah. to do and someone going like oh deadpool's popular put him in yeah but like so that guy's mouth up like yeah if you actually talked to Anyone? I know. Any if you, if you really just crowdsource this to someone who was a fan of Deadpool, they would have told you on the spot what to do. Go up to anyone in Comic Con and just ask, like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this," and they'll be like, uh, "How do you have a job?" And yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, Sogger, where can people find you? <laughs> yeah. Once again, you can find me on SogsBlogs.com uh, for my writing. Uh, it's just, you know, film reviews, critical analysis, stuff like that. Uh, you can find me on the Overrated podcast. Yes. Uh, or you can also now find me on the Send Tunes podcast. It's a new music show I'm doing with a friend. Uh, super short episodes. We just recommend some music, talk about it. Uh, yeah. All good stuff. Make sure you guys give a little listen. Uh, if you want the newest content from us uh, for the Dr. Script show, 
you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We got a Twitter now too. You know, it's at Dr. Script Podcast. Uh, just you know, Doctor Script Podcast. Um, you know, every little thing goes a long way for us, and uh, we really do appreciate that on both sides. Um, so, uh, so next time you call me back, it, it, it we we can watch a we can do a crappy comic book movie, but can we do a better one? <laughs> I don't. I mean, man, that's a pretty low bar to hit. Oh, like, are we gonna just do like the nineteen? Are we gonna do fan four stick or oh, something? Like, well, <laughs> well, Ooh. oh boy, yizes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for us, I guess. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks again for you guys listening. Have a dope day. I can't think of a pun to end this on. Um, X. X. Shouting. Ah. Muscles. X Men. <laughs> X Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys.